Welcome to Energy Efficiency Markets Podcast, where we provide news and analysis about energy efficiency, markets, and trends. This is Lisa Cohn. Energy harvesting technologies are the subject of our podcast today, and joining us is Terry Panisi, CEO and founder of Genova. Be sure to pick up our free newsletter at energyefficiencymarkets.com to get an early jump in prospects and trends from some of the most experienced reporters in the business. That's energyefficiencymarkets.com. Hi, Terry. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Lisa. How's it going? Good. So can you explain to me um, in general what an, what an energy harvesting technology is? Um, well, okay. You know, wire, uh, wireless sensors uh, have been around even a little bit before 2000. They're pretty much battery powered. And while the batteries work for a certain amount of time, there's been an, a very large interest in a technologies called energy harvesting. Mm -hmm. It's a, a, a real solution, um, but it's only been around maybe six to eight years, mm -hmm. and it's broken up into several categories. Mm -hmm. One is photovoltaic, which is uh, you use light. It could be solar, but in factories and buildings, there's you know artificial light, and mm -hmm. you can get some power from that. There's mm -hmm. another kind of energy harvesting, which is thermal, where they use a peltier cell, and you use the difference between a hot machine and normal room temperature, that difference in temperature generates uh, small electric currents. Mm -hmm. There's also uh, piezo energy harvesting, which uses a piezo crystal and vibration, which is in all kinds of industrial areas. Mm -hmm. And that vibration generates a small amount of power. Mm -hmm. um, and there's also electrodynamic energy harvesting, which is the technology that we're involved in, mm -hmm. where uh, through one means or another, you have a magnet moving by a coil mm -hmm. or wire, and you generate a voltage that way. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. So, um, so you're saying that um, is it is it mostly meant to um, address wireless sensors, uh, battery-powered sensors? Well, energy harvesting, so you have, I guess, what you'd call ambient or waste energy that's available. It's already there, and you're harvesting, it's where they get the term, some of that energy to use in a useful way. Now, mm -hmm. uh, right now, you, a very big thing, the Internet of Things, you've probably heard of this term. Mm -hmm. It's a very big thing, and, and basically what, what is happening at an exponential rate in industry are sensors that directly communicate to the internet. Usually it's wireless, mm -hmm. uh, huge amounts of data so that there's like real time, uh, understanding of what's going on with your machines and processing. Mm -hmm. um, energy harvesting is a means of gathering power to power these various sensors. Now you brought up a very good point. Uh, we were just at a show in, um, uh, Santa Clara, California, and mm -hmm. we had our booth demonstrating our energy harvesting. And there were two different uh, customers. One needed an LED light source. They didn't need to send information. They didn't need the IoT, but they needed, they had an enclosed device that rotated. They needed an LED light source. Our energy harvester, uh, our particular energy harvester produces a fairly significant amount of power. We're very easily able to light an LED flashlight. We actually had that as a demonstration. Mm -hmm. So there is a case where the energy harvesting is producing light for a process that has nothing to do with 
you know, collecting data. Another customer wanted well, to can you, power can you back local. Up, can you back up? So how does it, how do you do it? How do you get the power to the LED? What do you use to get to the power to the LED flashlight? Oh, uh, you're, you're talking in uh, Genova, yeah. the particular technology that Genova has. Well, our harvester, okay, it's not overly, actually, it's a very basic concept. It's, uh, it's electrodynamic energy harvesting, and it's, it's basic Faraday principle. When you move a magnet past a conductor, it generates a voltage. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in industry, rotation is everywhere. You've got pumps, pulleys, conveyor belts, fans, motors. You've got a lot of spin going on. It's just going on. Mm-hmm. And what we do is attach two, four, six magnets onto a shaft, a pulley, uh, a fan, you know, faceplate. And as these magnets rotate, we have ferrite transducers. So the magnets go by the ferrite transducers, generates a, a sharp ringing pulse. Our patented uh, energy harving, harvesting uh, circuit amplifies the pulses, collects and stores the energy, and uh, built, uh, regulates it. So you have a nice 3.3 volt DC coming out that has three to four milliamp uh, current, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's able to power many different devices. And we usually have, it depends on the customer's needs we have with or without supercapacitors. The supercapacitors allow for transmitters to have large pulse currents because a lot of the Bluetooth and uh, uh, wireless transmitter, transmitters use like 35 milliamps during their transmission cycle. Mm-hmm. So you need a little extra storage. And so uh, our technology, we hook it up to something rotating, makes power, and away you go. Oh, okay. So give me an example. Let's say I want to power my LED flashlight in my home. Can I do that with your technology? Well, in a home, okay, in a home you need to find something that's rotating. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the only place I know where there's like, Continuous rotation versus industry, maybe not, and I wouldn't even say continuous, but like around your heater system, you know, your fans going in your heater, air conditioning mm-hmm. system. Our energy harvesting, in my opinion, is not real practical for home use. Mm-hmm. Home, home functions are very intermittent, mm-hmm. whereas industrial functions, pumps or motors, are, they're running almost all the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you have to um, hook it up to something that's running, like a pump or a motor. Right. Now, we are investigating uh, two different means uh, because the potential is there for our energy harvester to work from vibration. But there again, at home, you know, when your heater cycles, it vibrates. When it doesn't, it's off. Mm-hmm. So uh, unless you coupled our technology with uh, there's some 10 and 20 year lithium batteries out there. Mm-hmm. If you coupled our technology to that, mm-hmm. then you'd be able to power some device with the battery. And whenever your heater or air conditioner cycled, it would recharge the battery mm-hmm. and that would run indefinitely. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, um, really interesting. Um, so, you mentioned earlier that the need for this energy harvesting is born out of the growing Internet of Things. Can you talk more about that? Well, um, 
um, we're in a time where cost, you know, companies are really strapped. It's a hard economy. Mm-hmm. And they're really looking at, uh, you know, how are they managing their power? How are they managing their water? How are they managing their natural gas? There's also uh, something, uh, Genova belongs to something called um, Sustainable Manufacturers Network. I don't know if you're familiar with it. But it, there's a growing group of manufacturers uh, and retailers that are wanting to become sustainable. Mm-hmm. And what they mean by that is they want to, you know, manage their energy, lower their carbon footprint, lower, you know, any kind of environmental impact, heavy metals and things like that. They're also looking at making sure their supply chain, the products and resources that they get from other suppliers, they want to make sure that those suppliers are sustainable. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a, there's a growing consciousness. Consumers are asking, how is this made? How is this grown? How did you do this? Are you hurting the environment? Are you hurting people? There's like a growing consciousness. I think it's a great movement. Mm-hmm. I think corporations are realizing they're citizens just like people and they need to be contributing just like people. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the thing is, how do you know how much water or electricity or natural gas you're using? Okay, you need to measure that. Well, the way they're doing it, my, my son and I went last spring to a sustainable manufacturers network conference. And the way they're doing it is a person with a clipboard is walking all over the factory, looking at meters and dials and collecting data once a month or sometimes once a week mm-hmm. and then manually loading it into a computer. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is not Internet of Things. Mm-hmm. You can today buy several different sensors, put them in place on where your gas meters are or your water meters or your electric meters. You can do it on individual machines. Have those things broadcast every 10 minutes, every hour to the Internet and have real-time data monitoring of where your energy and water and gas usage is going. Mm -hmm. So it would really help the sustainable manufacturing network grow and, you know, helps you know where you're losing power, how much you're using and what you can do to, you know, cut costs. Mm -hmm. So it's both a cost savings and environmentally sound way to go. Mm -hmm. And so um, one thing with IoT, if you were to install sensors through hard wiring and fiber optics, it's very labor intensive. Mm -hmm. To set up these wireless sensors is very cheap. So they lend themselves to being a quick solution to recording data of, you know, uh, and, you know, usage of, of things, water, um, you know, electricity and that. They, but with the batteries, there's a slight problem of having to go in every couple of years and change the batteries. With energy harvesting, it now becomes a complete solution. Mm-hmm. You, know, you set the harvester, the sensor up, it runs, you're done. It's just you're going to have your data all the time. Hmm. That's really interesting. So... Let's say, for example, just because I'm going to use my home as an example, let's say I've got, I've got a fan that's running all the time for whatever reason. I might be able to hook that up to the uh, provide, hook that up, and um, get my uh, the information I need about my electric meter. It will yes. it will help power the sensor that reads the electric meter that helps me save energy. <laughs> I think I said it yes. correctly. Correct. It's, it's, it's- if you wanted a home use, you know, perhaps uh, either a thermoelectric or a photovoltaic, you know, solar cells, because there's light in your house. Mm-hmm. If you had that hooked up to sensors that were monitoring 
power usage, water usage. You could have that going to a little utility on your computer, probably your smartphone. You'd be able to look at that. Uh, I can give you an example. Um, okay, there's a company called Monet. They make these battery-powered sensors. They're wireless, and they have 40 different things that they measure. They can measure voltage. They can measure current. They can measure temperature. They can measure uh, water usage. They can measure... Uh, if you think of something that can be measured, they can do it. Mm-hmm. You put this little battery into one of these things and hook the sensor up where you want it, and it goes on to the Internet, and you can look at it. You log in. You can look at it on any phone, tablet, computer, wherever you are, you can look at it. Mm-hmm. You do have to change those batteries. We we have an ongoing uh, experiment where we've been running three of these sensors on one of our EH modules, and it's monitoring in my lab right now. I can look at mm-hmm. it right now. It's been running for almost two years now, continuous. And we've had power outages. They go off, and the power comes back. They come on. So that's actually looking at conditions in my home right now. Mm-hmm. And in that case, I have a little. Um, I just have a little fan that I have the, the sensors going. So say you had a computer that you left on, you know, the little fan on the back. Mm-hmm. You could have our, our EH monitor there monitoring whatever it is you're wanting to monitor, and it would be continuous. You'd mm-hmm. be able to monitor, you know, oh, here's how much electricity, here's how much water, here's my house temperature, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there a way to quantify the energy that's saved, or is the idea that you're able to do this without having to change batteries? Well, I can give you some some hard numbers. Our harvesters make, and, and there's a lot of dynamics, but one of the things we've done to kind of get people to be able to uh, understand, because it's a very new technology, people are almost a little doubtful of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things you have to sort of touch and, and feel. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've taken muffin fans, you, back of your computer, you have them there, and virtually all the different server and electronic racks that are in control racks for, like, uh, plastic mold injectors. They have these little muffin fans. That's what they're called. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have one of those where we have our energy harvester hooked up. We've got the magnets and we've got the transducers. Uh, running on one of those, we generate about 16 milliwatts of continuous power. Now, the thing about our How energy much? harvester Th- is it's 15, 15 milliwatts. 16 milliwatts. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But one of the things, it's like uh, 3.3 uh, 3 volts at 3.2 milliamps. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or three. Okay. That's continuous. Now, we have a, uh, what we call a uh, supercapacitor in there. It can have pulses of 120 milliwatts. Mm-hmm. So if you draw a, a load for like two or three milliseconds, it will go up to 120 milliwatts for that brief amount of time. Mm-hmm. Now, they also can be ganged together. They're, it's like we, we call them stages of energy harvesting. And if I put them in parallel, uh, we've been able with four stages to generate 64 milliwatts continuous. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a little bit customer tailored, like, well, I need this much power. All right, well, let's put these many together and you get more power. Mm-hmm. And that, I don't know if that helps quantify mm-hmm. the kind of power. Yeah, we, right now, the products that we're selling, that we actually have on the shelf, are uh, we have our 3.6 unloaded, 3.3 loaded, 5.4 unloaded, 5-volt loaded, and 6.2 unloaded, 6-volt loaded. Now, uh, it, that is, we sell. Uh-huh. 
Well, now, in a larger scale, isn't this what um, electric vehicles do with their braking systems? Yes, it's regenerative. They, they instead of using a brake pad, they actually turn the motor into a generator and it produces a very strong braking, but also puts energy back into the battery. Right. And, you know, I mean, that's a, if you're stop and go traffic, that's a good way to keep your battery light. Right. So that, that is regenerative, yes. So it's similar. I mean, it's a similar yeah. idea. You've got something yeah. that's moving and you harvest that energy, but you're doing yeah. it on a completely different scale. Um, yeah. Well, very, very interesting. Um, thank you for joining me and uh, telling me your story. Okay. Well, thank you for uh, having us. All right. Thanks. Be sure to pick up our free newsletter at energyefficiencymarkets.com to get an early jump in prospects and trends from some of the most experienced reporters in the business. That's energyefficiencymarkets.com.